Hello Emmanuel. I'm going to read out the questions you sent me and then give you my answers. So number one, you said, how are you? How was your night? I'm very well, thank you. I had a wonderful night, some lovely dreams, which I lay in bed and thought about for a while. And then when I went for my morning walk, I contemplated the dreams further and was really interested in what they were reflecting about what I'm going through at the moment. They were very positive and inspiring dreams, which was lovely. Thank you. Question two, you said, are there some forces behind dreams? Could they be spirits, satanic forces, a loved one? Based on my experience of dreams, I found some negative forces that wanted to put me down. I remember hearing a woman laughing at me and I woke up in a panic. This voice was real. I also dreamed several times about my cousin, but only after he had died in a car accident 10 years ago. This is my answer. These dreams must be really scary for you, particularly because you don't understand them. And I'm glad that you're doing this podcast to try to get to understand why these dreams are happening for you. First of all, before I answer your question, I wanted to say that when you heard the woman laughing at the dream and it felt so real, that's okay. A lot of dreams are real. Some people's dreams seem more real than others, or some dreams feel more real than others. But just because the woman's voice seemed really real doesn't mean that it was something that happened outside of your dream. The voice of a character in a dream can feel equally as real or even more real than the voice of a character in life. The way that I look at dreams are... Uh, start that again. The way, the way that I look at dreams, the negative dreams, such as the ones you've experienced, are really parts of yourself. So when you dream of a spirit or a satanic force or a loved one, it's really you processing your experiences, your thoughts, your feelings about spirits, about satanic forces, about your loved ones around you. You're processing your everyday experiences, conscious and unconscious, to try to make sense of your world. So for example, when you dreamed of the the negative force that wanted to put you down, this will be an unconscious part of your mind that wants to put you down. Now we all have this, we all have our negative inner critics Um, And many people have an inner critic that wants to put us down, you know, to say, "Who, who do you think you are? You're not good enough to do this, whatever. So when you had the dream about the negative force that wanted to put you down, what you were really doing was processing your, an unconscious part of yourself that critiques you, that wants to put you down, that wants to get in the way of um, helping you to succeed in life. So this is a good thing. It's good to know, A, that it isn't a spirit or a satanic force. And it's good to know, B, that there is a part of yourself that wants to put you down. Because the moment that you know that there's a part of yourself that wants to put you down, you can listen to that inner chatter and you can just say, no, that's an unconscious voice. I, It's a part of me. I'm going to override that. Now, a lot of your dreams uh, may or may not be showing you why you've got Um, an inner critic, why there's a part of yourself that wants to put you down. And once you can really get into interpreting and understanding your dreams, you'll find out where that belief came from. Somewhere, probably in your early life, because for most of us it starts in our childhood, somebody would have put you down, a parent, a teacher, a friend, 
an enemy and you would have taken that voice on board and it would have become part of yourself. So when you interpret dreams, you can find out where these beliefs about ourselves, where these inner critics come from, and that will help you to change those beliefs and overcome them. You also dreamt about your cousin, but um, only after he died in a car accident 10 years ago. Now, we dream of other people when they represent uh, issues that we're dealing with in our life at the moment. So you may have dreamt of your cousin when you were dealing with uh, feelings and concerns about grief or about death or about sudden loss. Or you may have dreamed about your cousin because of his personality. So I don't know what his personality was. But when you think of your cousin, you might have thought, for example, that he was a risk taker and very adventurous. Let's imagine that's what you thought about him. Then when you have a dream about him, you're dreaming about a part of yourself that is either risk taking and adventurous or that is the exact opposite. In other words, you're, de you're dreaming about issues and how you feel about risk-taking and being adventurous. So look at people in your dreams as representing parts of yourself that you are, um, that represent issues that you're dealing with at the moment. In my belief, you were not dreaming, your cousin was not visiting you in your dreams after their death. It was you using your brain, using your cousin as a symbol of something that you needed to process in your inner world. These answers aren't as exciting as having, um, as the thought of having spirits and satanic forces and loved ones visit you in your dreams, but they're more realistic to what's actually happening and they're overall much more helpful to you in understanding yourself. To understand this a little better, what happens when you dream is that your dreaming brain or your dreaming mind is processing the last one to two days of all your conscious and unconscious experiences to try to make sense of your world. And so you might be processing, for example, that in the last couple of days you were trying to do something amazing, but a part of yourself was trying to put you down, and that would give you the dream of this woman laughing at you and putting you down. Then if you look at the whole dream, it probably gave you clues from your past as to why where that voice came from and why it's interrupting your progress at the moment. And these are very powerful things to know and understand. What you can then do is a process that I call dream alchemy, which means that you change while you're awake, you reimagine the dream, but you'll change it. So for example, you might sit up in bed and reimagine that woman trying to put you down and laughing at you. Only this time, instead of putting you down, she gives you praise and she smiles at you. Maybe she hugs you. So you transform what appears to be satanic or dark or, or bad or negative into something that feels more angelic and good and positive. And what you're doing by doing that exercise in your mind's eye while you're awake is you are retraining your unconscious mind to shift its limiting and negative beliefs into positive ones that are more supportive for you. When you do that, you're training your unconscious voice that wants to put you down into an unconscious voice that will now, uh, instead of putting you down, uplift you and inspire you and let you grow in ways that you want to grow. You then asked, what do you think about sleep paralysis? What is it? I had frequent sleep paralysis some years ago, at least one per week for several months, and now nothing. Three or four years have now passed with no sleep. 
paralysis? And this is my answer. So it would be interesting to know what happened three or four years ago that stopped the sleep paralysis. I don't know whether you moved house, whether you became more comfortable with sleeping, whether you had a, a lifestyle change or a health, a health and wellness change. But what's sleep paralysis? Sleep paralysis is actually a normal thing that happens to all of us. When we go to sleep and we start dreaming, the last thing we want is for our body to get up and start acting out our dreams. So as you fall asleep, your brain tells your nerves and muscles to stop moving so that you stay in bed and you stay nice and safe. The only muscles that move are your eye muscles, which you can see when you look at someone sleeping and you see their eyes in rapid eye movement moving about all over the place. So your motor muscles are prevented from moving to keep you safe. That's sleep paralysis. It's a great thing. Normally, we are totally unaware of it because we're just asleep and dreaming. But if you have a really scary dream and you wake up very quickly... Sometimes you wake up before your brain tells your nerves and muscles that they can move again. So you're in the strange situation where your mind is awake and your body is still in sleep paralysis. And that is what most people call sleep paralysis. And that's what you would have been experiencing. It's really frightening. You're awake, but you can't move your body. And sometimes not only can you not move your body, but you feel like there's a heavy weight on your chest or you feel like there's an evil force pushing you down. There is no heavy weight on your chest. There is no evil force pushing you down. It's just that you can't move your body. If you lay there and just breathe gently for a few few seconds, maybe even up to a minute, the sleep paralysis stops and your body wakes up properly and is able to move and it's over. The other thing that can happen is that if you're slightly awake and slightly asleep and you have this sleep paralysis feeling, instead of being wide awake and unable to move your body, you're kind of half awake and unable to move your body. And because you're only half awake, you're also half dreaming. And that's when you begin to imagine that you're seeing ghosts or spirits or evil forces or evil presences in your room, pushing you back on the bed or holding you down. So you're half dreaming, half awake, but it is just the physiological sleep paralysis. It's just your body not letting go of not being able to move. So it's a really safe mechanism that's meant to keep us safe but it gets really scary if your brain wakes up while your body's still doing it and why it may have changed three or four years ago for you may have been because you may have undergone a physiological change maybe got healthier <laughs> maybe had less scary dreams so you didn't wake up quickly something along those lines you then asked me to tell you a little bit about me. So my name is Jane Theresa Anderson. I've been working as a dream therapist and dream analyst for over 30 years. I began by researching people and their dreams and their dream habits and wrote a book about that, which was published in 1994 called Sleep On It. That's now out of print, of course, but since then I've had seven books on dreams and dreaming published, and I've been working with people and helping them to understand their dreams and their lives ever since. My most recent book is called Bird of Paradise, and it is a whimsical memoir about my life, incorporating tips on how to work with your dreams and the mysterious goings-on that happen in your life. 
You can also still get another book I wrote called The Dream Handbook, which takes you through the main common dreams and what they mean and how to work with them with dream alchemy. You can go to my website at janeteresa.com where you can find out all about my books and read lots of blogs on dreams and dreaming. And you can also find out about my courses. I have lots of courses beginning with one called How to Interpret Your Dreams Step by Step, which is an online course which you can do at your own time, in your, in, at your own pace. And it's at the Dream Academy. And the address for that is dream-academy-online.com. That's it. I do a lot of work on radio and sometimes television uh, as well as writing. And um, yeah, and of course, like everyone else, I go to bed at night and dream. And I am delighted to be able to wake up and understand myself and my life more clearly through interpreting my dreams in the morning. I hope this helps and I wish you every success with your podcast series, Emmanuel. Thank you.